0: Welcome to the Board Game Snobs podcast: critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. And welcome, and welcome to, to the Board the Game, Game Snobs, Snobs podcast, podcast, starring me, Jerry, and Gabby. Me. So far this year, I'm go gonna. Ahead. S- I'm gonna get here's Gord a Gord head. Go, here's a rant Dad joke. Here's a rant for you. All right. So I was at the Capitol here recently. I in the Capitol recently. I did not
1: have...
0: No. I went to the Lincoln Monument. China. The Lincoln Monument. Okay. The Lincoln Memorial. Uh, oh, It's uh, really big. Oh, uh, Lincoln Monument? It's pretty big.
1: It's really big. Look. Pretty big. You're going to have to stop doing all You your, know
0: who I am? I know who you uh, are. Uh, Jerry Baker? Do you know who I am? Stop. Just stop. I, look. King of improv, Bah! <laughs> Gabby thinks that he can do impersonations, and for some reason, he thinks oh, he. Oh, that's not true. He does his impersonations of presidents, which it's are not huge. It's which is none of. It's not funny, and it's it was, not. It's not even. It's not funny. Even, it's not In funny. this right now, it's funny to me. It's not funny. You're it's funny not good me. at it. I'm sorry. I wish you'd stop doing it because people are laughing because it's not that you sound like these people. It's just that you're doing it. If
1: I can make one person laugh. (laughs) (laughs) The Lincoln Monument is huge. Of course. Was it an ape
0: or was it actually Lincoln? It was Lincoln. I went. Mark Wahlberg was not there. (laughs) Uh, But what they didn't say is that off to the right... Or to the north of the Lincoln Monument, in the same uh, in the same building, it's they have on the wall one of his speeches, not the Gettysburg or anything of that nature, but just right. one of the fourscore. No, no, not that one. Uh,
1: he made more speeches than just fourscore. Yes,
0: and it was really good. I like. I, it was just fascinating to see how people. So what did it say? I can't remember all. the gist of it. It was just the gist of that they were fighting a civil war and it was really rough. And we're gonna hey get, guys. and we're gonna get through it. It was the biggest. Hey, guys, Come it's all guys. right. But he used fancy words, and it was just. Have you? Ever, I know you have. Okay, I just like I fancy words. I tried leading.
1: I, tr- <laughs> I like fancy I words. Tried, I tried reading, Wuthering Heights. Yeah, that's rough. The language in it is. They use such big words back then. Like they were very literate. Yes.
0: And Not and like for us, us to today. read
1: from the age of texting, OMG, LOL, super <laughs> <Soup For>, basic, <laughs> soups base. yeah. For me uh, to read, uh, Charlotte Bronte or Emily Bronte or whichever Bronte wrote, Emily Ruthering Heights, I tried reading it and it's very difficult to get through.
0: Uh, two books that I got in on vacation, Gord Head, Arthur Conan Doyle's. <laughs> Uh, oh, the Sherlock Rider. Yes, the hounds, right. the Hound of Baskerville. Is it hound or is hounds? It's the Hound of Baskerville. The hound, the hound, singular hound, one dog. That is a really I liked it. i started that book several times, never got to finish it. Okay. Knocked it out. Great, okay. great. great, love really? that book. I I, I have yeah. never read a Sherlock book. Oh, I've got them all. Just I think I have them all. I think I'm pretty much another bound. Uh, no, they're cheap. I found them in a garage. A sale. Mahogany. No, they're not mahogany. No. They're, they're rich, pleather. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're good. Uh, we're going to talk about Cryptid, The Mind, and Zolkin.
1: We're going to discuss all three. Now, those three big subjects, we can make this. Well, let's at least talk about Cryptid. Let's talk about The Mind first, since it's the smallest. We need to make The Cryptid no, a feature the, presentation. The, mine,
0: the Mind was a a uh, was a Spiel des Yara's nominee, if I'm not mistaken. The Mind, if you're not familiar with it, is a card game with 1 to 99 in cards. 1 to 100. Is it 100? I didn't know if it was 100. Yes. Okay. These cards are shuffled out and dealt so they say. through levels. So you begin level 1, 2, 3, 4, all the way up to a particular level. And those number of cards are dealt to the players, 1 or 2 or 3, depending on the level. You are then not to say anything or give anything away to the other players. But one of you is to play a card out into the middle, face up, and hopefully then the next person, somebody at the table, will play the card In cards ascending order. In ascending order next. If somebody plays a card, if, for instance, they play 46 and you're holding 45 in your hand, you're supposed to show it and the team lose a life. It is a cooperative game. And it's basically this weird social experiment on trying to understand what people think in connection with how their hand actually is. Like in our game, let me back up. I enjoyed the mind. It's back not. It it's not great. It's not. a spilled as jars winner. It's an activity, as you like to say. But it was an activity. I enjoyed it. I had fun playing it's the fun. mind because in my mind, if I board game snobs, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, but it's not a spilled as jars. It's oh, not. Lord it, no. A couple years from now, we're all going to forget about the mind. We're all going to lose our mind. Um, it, it's to be a wrap. So the
1: game. Because it's a party game. Party games tend to stick around longer than other games. This is the deal. In the mind, literally the first round, first game, first play, nobody knows what's going on. I cheated. You did. I cheated. And I said, look, this is how we're going to play the mind. Because if we just deal out three cards, because the first level, you get one card. Second level, two cards. Three level... Three cards. It's, it's, uh, that's the way it goes. The fourth
0: level, four cards. Yes, that's the way it goes. on.
1: So, first level. If you have 55, I have 56, you have 57. Somehow or another, we got to figure out who goes first out of those three very minute differences. Otherwise, it could be you have one, I have 50, you have 99. But here we're we gonna figure that out.
0: Here's where the tension comes from. Here's that where is where the tension on. comes yeah, from. Gotcha. Because in my mind, being a very mathematical, logical person, there's a hundred cards. Right. If you deal me one card and my card is 25, I'm pretty sure I need to put down first. Because mathematically in my mind, okay. you two guys, you, 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 you've I got gotcha. you've got something higher. You've got something higher. What was very interesting is that when we played this game, I'm sitting across from somebody your new best friend mike mike i like mike who is holding a 50 something and thinks it's okay he's he's good to put it down he's good to lay play a 56 and he's not hesitant to do so and that's like a weird feeling to go well you're above 50 percent. the percentiles are not hard to figure out why are you quick to lay that down That's what the mind is all about. It's not really a game. It is an activity, but there is tension to it. But isn't every game an activity? No, no, not every game is an activity. Here's an activity. Is Mafia a game or an activity? It's a social experiment.
1: Okay, well, there you
0: go. The mind is a social experiment slash activity. An activity, is to me, is a puzzle. We're just doing something to kill time. The mind is not so much killing time as it is... Coming to an understanding of non-verbally giving people the impression. They look at your face and go, he is very serious. He can't play a card this time. Which means if Jerry is looking stressed, all the cards in his hand must be at least above 60. And you coming to understand that. And me knowing that Mike thinks that 50 is okay to play. And me understanding that you you will hold an 8... And not play it because no. you're sitting here, panicked thinking I might have a five. Timing. Okay. And so that's that. That is a. Well, let it, me, it, it lets you. It lets you learn about the people at the table. Let me interrupt you. Go ahead. The
1: mind is a timing game, and yes. this is how I taught it.
0: That's and how this you is did cheating.
1: It's but this cheating. is how I taught it. You've cheated twice. I, I said, if you're one to thirty-three. When we leave that out, especially if there's... It's a four-player game, but I cheated up to six players because you, it, it's a stupid game that does not necessarily have to be restricted to a certain amount of players. I guess. In a four-player game, it's like you're supposed to go to this amount. In a six-player game, I just subtracted the, the lives. So in a four-player game, I say, if you're 1 to 33... You should count in your brain a certain amount of seconds. If you're 33 to 66, you should count in your brain. If you're 67 to 60 uh, to 99, you should count. So if you have a card within that amount, you should count seconds. Okay, then we bumped it up to six players. I played a six player game of the mind, it's not in the rules. I made it up. You just did your own thing. I did my own thing. You made it up in your in mind. the rules, it's like, if you're one to four players, you should have three lives. No. But I made six players, so I made f- five or six lives I can't even remember. And it worked. You just subtract. It's very simple, the metrics that goes by. So I said, okay, look, guys. <laughs> it's simply a game of counting. One, 1000 Two 1000, Three, Three, 1,000. One thousand. If you're within one 1000, you better freaking play <laughs> that 1 to 20. So
0: you just cheated. Yes. But but I think that But that's
1: that, still diff, but it still provides difficulty cuz if you're going cuz nobody I'm not counting out loud, it's in our brains. And I said if you're 0 to 20, it's you better play something.
0: Here's here's what, here's play what, it. here's what I like about and the You play your 20. Here's here's what I liked about the mind. The designer himself came out and said that the, that the rules were different from the European rules and the American rules. The European rules where you couldn't even say anything, you couldn't do anything yeah. that may signal anybody. European rules were very strict. European. The Americans was you could do anything, wiggle your ears <laughs> to indicate that you have a card above fifty. You could do anything that was nonverbal to indicate what your cards were.
1: So, like if you have the number ninety-nine, you could lean back in your chair, put your card down, and say, "I'm."
0: Out for just just sit there right, but I find it fascinating that the game that has such broad rules, like I said, I it's
1: have my throat just then. It's
0: it's a social experiment. To what extent will you go to make this game that is seemingly in your mind impossible to win easier? And we've learned from Gabi that Gabi will do basically make his own rules, add to every players, and whereas myself, what is in the rules. I will not deviate from. I won't. Ha- I very rarely house rule something unless I think it truly affects the game in such a way that adds, adds something to the game. If the mind says don't speak, don't talk, don't do anything, I'm not going to do it. That's right. just my mind on the subject. And so I think that, again, the mind, I, I've avoided playing it. I didn't want to buy it. I didn't like we it. Didn't God it. bought it. I got it. I enjoyed Jerry it. Jerry enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I will play it again and be stupid. And you guess who we play with? Mike. I like Mike. Let me say something about Mike. Like the reason Mike. you like Mike is because when you look over at him, you see the same... Brother. Rotund, bald <laughs> okay. individual. Oh, dude, that's terrible. But I will say something about Mike. Mike's very intelligent. He gets it. The mind... Should not have been nominated for this build as Yarez. It is an interesting activity. Activity. It's it's. If you're looking for a, a filler game, it's fine. But I, it just wasn't. I, I I enjoyed it more than what I thought I would. I prefer it to
1: like something like No Thanks. If I'm being honest. Okay. And let me be honest.
0: I think I prefer it, uh, even over No Thanks or For Sale. Oh, and I like For Sale. Snap. I like it but because it it lets you understand people's The mind are welcome too. Oh, welcome too.
1: Okay, this is interesting. I'm glad I brought this up. <laughs> I'm glad I brought this up. Well, I'm glad you did, too. This is what they do in the, in the uh, fantasy football games.
0: All right, fantasy football. They ah. bring up things. where th- they where you bring fantasize
1: up a- about which players would be yes. on your team. They bring up a
0: person, a wide
1: receiver, and then they rank them according to what you would prefer or not
0: prefer. I like Baker Mayfield because oh my God. he's from Oklahoma.
1: from Cleveland. He's from Oklahoma. From, from Oklahoma,
0: and he's playing for Cleveland. Yep.
1: And the he's Cleveland a- Browns. You're going to root for the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Yep, okay. I am because uh, he's, from, he's from Oklahoma. I got it. Okay, forget Baker Mayfield.
0: I have not watched a football the mind game since 2008. Or welcome
1: To? You've said Welcome, welcome To. Welcome To. The
0: Mind or Jaipur? Well, they're two different things because one's two-player, and it's only two-player. But I like Jaipur more than I do The Mind. Okay. The Mind or Hanamakoji? <gasps>
1: I'm a Okay, so you like those two players? Okay, so let's take a game. The Mind or Poker? Would you rather play uh,
0: no, you, no, Texas, you're, you're Texas Draw? You're talking to a... No, Texas Hold'em? Texas, Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. You're talking to an old Texas Hold'em player, which I just played a Texas Hold'em okay, game. Would you here rather the other play night. The Mind or Texas Hold'em? I'm a Texas Hold'em player. I'll always play Texas Hold'em over a drive. So you like The Mind. I like The Mind. it's very mine, low on your but list. But it's low on my list. It It... it it's something that I would play with non gamers. Oh, non gamers. Okay, non gamers. I, I got you. Five non gamers. I
1: got four non gamers. The you. mind or the Port, mind or savvy. Uh, the mind. Port Royal. Okay, so let's go to Port Royal. We have Steve Jackson it. games. We have not discussed it. Steve is it Jackson Alexander games.
0: Fister who made
1: it? Yes, it
0: is. This is a all Put the cards luck. all the cards are 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 mixed in together, not multi use. But the cards are push-your-luck. I don't like push-your-luck games, full disclosure. I enjoyed Port Royal, mainly because you flip out a card, and then how many cards are you going to flip out until there's two British pirates out there, and then your turn ends? Or are you going to take the money off the first ship? Or are you going to purchase this character? It's very basic. It took Gobby like literally like 10 seconds to explain the game. And, it was, and I'm not good at explanations. He's not good at explaining <laughs> but games. Jerry got it. I got it. I think I won. And I enjoyed it. I firmly enjoyed playing this stupid push-your-luck game. As a matter of fact, it's probably one of my favorite push-your-luck games. Now, am I clamoring to play Port Royal? You did beat me. Yes, I did. 13 to 11. And you just played a 12, don't you? Huh? I think you just played a 12. Like I exceeded. Yes, yeah. I don't remember. Uh I don't like push your luck games. I did enjoy this one. I'm not clamoring to play it again. But if you are a, if you're looking for a light game, Port Royal. Now let's move on to what I think is Gabi,
1: What to have your attention. We discussed the Mind and Port Royal. This is the one
0: game. So that, this is a hot game. This is a hot game that's coming okay. out. What are we gonna talk about. This is by one of our favorite publishers.
1: Um, Z-Man. No.
0: Day, No. Fantasy Flight. I hate you. Osprey Games. OG.
1: Osprey! Yes! I love Osprey.
0: Cryptid. What did they make? King Cryptid. is Dead. Cryptid. They make King is Dead. Lost Expedition. Cryptid. Cryptid. The newest game that came out. Never Cryptid. Never heard of it. By <laughs> designers <laughs> that we don't know. That I purchased. I right that we purchased on a whim. We were the designers. It was not purchased on a whim. Uh,
1: I told you to buy this. A game by Hal Duncan and Ruth Vivers. I wonder if they know Herman. Uh, I know Herman. Herman Catan? Cryptid. Illustrated by Quan Chai Mariah.
0: Are you ready for this, Gabby? Go ahead.
1: This is our discussion of Cryptid by Osprey Games.
0: Go ahead, Jerry. It might be the best game of 2018. <laughs> um, it's, it's in the running. Wow. I didn't expect you to say that. Uh, here's why. Uh, cryptid. Let me explain what Cryptid is about. Gobby goes on about stuff all the time, and he just rambles and rambles. But Gobby, I appreciate, and I truly Aww. do appreciate, that he looks at games Thanks. that I miss. There are certain types of games that I don't like. I don't like hidden movement games. I don't like games that are... one that chapel. That are... Um, Basic... Yeah there are just you certain types of games that i basic. don't like and so osprey games og games you like super
1: like hard games
0: og games have made a lot of games OG? that we like osprey cryptid games. had been released Question. i've heard nothing about it i heard nobody clamor. you
1: heard nothing about cryptid never there's that this you know what why do you know why? Because you're not in, on Instagram.
0: I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not Thanks on LinkedIn. To me.
1: I'm on Instagram. I don't care.
0: Cryptid come Whatever out. I bought okay. it. I bought it as a, I need another. A blind favor. <laughs> a blind favor of, I need more. I need another game so I can qualify for free shipping from coolstuff.com. All right. So I did it. Next thing I I'm, have been talking about cryptid. Jerry's like, I ain't heard nothing about it, but whatever. I don't care. I go on vacation, Gabby plays it, and Gabby's raving about it. And so I get home, Gabby says, Let's play cryptid, let's play cryptid. And it just leveled me. Like it mentally, as soon as I looked at it and the pieces, the simple pieces, the simple artwork, the simple everything. It's very simple. I looked out there and realized that this was if I had this game when I was 10 years old. I would have sat around and played this game every day. Every day, all day. All day. So what Cryptid is, is a modular board with six different pieces. These pieces are, uh, when you uh, select a card that tells you how to set up the board, you set the board up this particular way, so it's randomized. And then there's these... It's randomized, but you are told how to set up the board. Yes, it's very specific. And then after the board is pieced together, it tells you where to put these various markers on the boards, like this little triangular shed or this large-looking mountain piece. And there are different colors of them, white, blue, and green, I believe. And you set them out on specific points on the board. So you've built this little map with landmarks on it. And then everybody gets their own little clue booklet. And what you're doing, you're looking for this cryptid monster and you're trying to locate, basically, the Loch Which Ness is monster. Which
1: basically, like, cryptosaic means basically anything like the Yeti, the Loch Ness monster,
0: the boogeyman. The thing that blocks the It's anything the that's river. not, like, real. Molek Kimberly, No, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean not real? You don't believe in Bigfoot? Have you seen Bigfoot? Uh, have you captured Bigfoot? Have you seen Uranus? Have you seen Pluto? Are those real? Through the telescope, yes. You haven't seen Uranus through the telescope. I've seen my (laughs) anus. It's Uranus. It's not not pronounced Uranus. It's Uranus. Well,
1: whatever. I've seen it. You've not seen it. I have seen it.
0: Where? In the telescope. You don't have a telescope. I do, too. I I had a
1: friend that used to have a telescope. I'm not talking to you. And I've seen the moon craters. (laughs) I've seen Lake Placid. You've seen Lake Placid? of tranquility oh yeah the sea, sea of tranquility,
0: tranquility. i'm Same very thing. proud of you lake placid sea of tranquility i'm very proud of you one has a big alligator in it the other is where they Same landed a, the apollo 11 Same that's thing. great you're yes. good yes. i'm proud of you go cryptid so you're looking for this cryptid monster you're looking for Uranus. and so what happens is is that there's we when the, the first game i played was with three players And so each player has a piece of information of where this monster is located. So my piece of information might be he's either in the swamp or the desert. Uh, The other player's information might be that he's within so many hexes from this particular color monument like the White Mountain or the White Shed. Uh, and the other player's piece of information might be that the monster is within this certain area, uh, territory that's on the map. And so basically on your turn, you can do one of two things. You can ask a player, any player on the on the table, is this area, is this where the monster's at? And they either put out a cube, meaning no, or a round cylinder, meaning that it's a yes, it's a positive. And through that way, you deduce where this monster might be. Uh, the second option that you can take is to search, which means you are convinced that the cryptid is in this area. So you put your guy there, and it has to. And so naturally, if you're convinced and it's in this area, you know that it must be positive from the information that you have. So I'm going to put it, if I think, if my information was that he is in a forest or a swamp, I put it out in a forest and say, I'm searching here. I think he's in the forest. Is that correct, Gabi? And then you either put out a yes or a no and then round the table. If they're all yeses, then I have found the cryptid and I have won. So it's a game of deduction. There are variants in it to where instead of giving affirmative information that says where the cryptid is at, it tells you where it is not at. Like he is not in the swamp or he's not within so many spaces of this tower or mountain or shed or whatever it might be, the little uh, landmarks on the map. So the game is about it's like a hidden movement game, but there's no hidden movement. It's it's You're looking for one spot specifically on the map. Everybody has a piece of information that you need, and you're trying to figure it out from their moves and their questions where it's at. There's only one spot. There's only one I spot. It can possibly be. It can possibly be. It made my synapses fire. Like the first game I didn't understand what was going on and literally you explained you, you explained it by saying I explained it very well. You said, All right, it's gonna take a few turns, but then you'll understand what's going on and instantly we figured it out. It's like, okay, we we're just trying to guess. It's like a good old fashioned clue. Yep. Like, is it Colonel Mustard with a knife in the library? Well, no, you're looking for the cryptid in the swamp that's three spaces from the mountain. Exactly. But you're not at you're asking these questions. It is a it it, 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 it it took me back. There was a lot of nostalgia. I remember being like 13 years old and going over to a friend's house, and they had Clue, and I'd never played Clue. I'd played Risk. i played Checkers. i played poker. I'd never played a lot played of Clue. Maybe I played Clue two times. I played Clue, and it just blew my mind. So, like, wait a minute. So, I know this piece of information, and I'm going here, and you're asking. And Clue is such a stupid game in terms of its of its design, but it's that I have something that you need to know about. And you're trying to figure this out. And so you're deducing this. And so this was a modern board gamer's clue. This is better than Clue. This is better than Mystery of the Abbey. This is the best deduction, one of the best deduction games I've ever played. Because it is pure deduction. It is pure deduction. This is something I don't like. Go ahead.
1: Not about the game, but about people that have played the game. They have made these papers where that you can put down all the players and you can put down all the spots they have or have not been on BGG. On BGG. Yes. You can download them PDFs. I downloaded them thinking oh okay they say this is going to help, it's going to help. Yeah, they help because if you were to have all four players or three or two or however many you play, I think minimum is 3. Yes. If we had four. If you to write their down, write their names down and then write down all the clues it is basically a process of elimination. Right. It
0: is a process of elimination. It is a process elimination.
1: But if you have it on paper, then I just put oh check mark here, check more here, check mark. okay, so this be this marks off all this. So it has to be here. There's no fun in that. There's no fun in it.
0: No, because you you, you end up taking away it. the game and do getting, not use the papers. Don't use the paper. And that's like I said, that's something that people made up on BGG trying to be helpful. To me, Looking out at the board and being able to crunch those numbers is the game. Yes. Being able to look out and go, all right, every time I search around this mountain, this little landmark, Gombe says yes. But when I search a little bit further out, he says no. So I have to think, okay, so it must be within two or three spaces from this landmark. I know it has to be in a forest or a swamp. So this is the forest in the swamp that's closest to the landmark but when I searched there last time, Mike said this was a no, so it must be in this territory. So it must be this force, and there. Is, so it has to be here. It has to be here. It has to be here. So this is where it must be. But what is the tension that the game gives you comes from? You will search in an area, and you'll be wrong, and then you'll piece that piece, that together, and realize you know exactly where the cryptid is at but it's not your turn. So, it's Gobby's turn and then it's Mike's turn and you have to sit there and wait for it to lap right. around the board until the round the table until it gets back to your turn and you're sitting there just about to jump out of your skin because you know where it's at. Yes. But they might get it. The information that you need is always on the board. It's up to you to look and to interpret it and to see it and every player can do it and that is why I like it and that is why it is I want to play it right now. I <laughs> so like it that much. So there's two things you could do on your turn. It's in my collection. You can search
1: in which place. If you search, you're saying, you're, according to my rules, it could it be is here. here if it, you're playing yeah. the basic. We're not going to discuss the ver- the advanced. According to my rules, it could be here. I'm searching. So then you simply go in a clockwise fashion. Could it be here according to you? Okay. If he says yes, could it be here according to you? Okay. If he says yes you have one more person. If it's there according to them, you've won the game. Or you can simply go into any random spot and say, according to your rules, could the cryptid be here? Jerry would say yes or no. If he answers with a yes, game's over. You simply know that yes, according to his rules, it could be there. Now, does that match my yes? Okay, well, then you can go from there and go on. But if he says no, well, then you know not to search in a mountain or a space next to a bear or cougar which if you read the game you'll see what that is or a space within a certain amount of spaces of the monument or blah 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 there's many very variables to the game one game the last the last game we played i had a space that was within (laughs) i had we played with the advanced variant and it said not within so many spaces of a monument so i knew it was this space the monument Instead of searching for yeses, I simply, I didn't search, I inquired inquired as to Jerry. I said, according to your rules, could it be here? Unbeknownst to Jerry, it was yes on my end. But Jerry also put a yes. So then I was like, oh, so me and Jerry have the same yes. Well, Mike, being as quick as he is to pick up these games.
0: We love Mike.
1: We love Mike.
0: Him and his baldness. And he, his roundness. He put it and together. And his intelligence. Literally, Gombi guessed the position of the cryptid. On the first move. On the, the first game. move. But... But I didn't I didn't play the proper move. I didn't play the proper
1: move. So Mike guessed it on the it, second turn of the entire the
0: game. The game lasted 10 seconds. <laughs> literally 10 seconds. We set up the board. We set up the positions. And then Mike guessed it. It was a 10 second game. That was the quickest board game I've ever played. Um, but the... But that learned me not to go necessarily yeses on my end questioning you. That's right. Cryptid, to me, is one of those games that does well. It it brings in the inclusiveness of the board gaming community. This is a game that is just as good if you're a heavy board gamer or if you're playing with new people. It is fast, it's quick, it can be a filler game, it could be something that people enjoy just as a, as, as a whole, just in introducing new players. I love it. I love it. It is it in my collection. Another I love, love it. I love OG games. They yeah. have put out another winner. I do not know these designers, but I will be looking for them now in the future. Uh, it is very minimalist. In How the, Duncan Ruth Vivers Very minimalist in the artwork and Illustrated by Quan, Quan Chai Mariah. But yet the illustrations and the art are still particularly good. Um yeah, it's it's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And if I
1: had to Cryptid or letters from Whitechapel.
0: Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of Letters from Whitechapel. I've often bragged on it. It has that. grown on me. And I think, and this is this is the thing. Letters from Whitechapel is a game I enjoy because I play it with you. That is the only reason I enjoy that game. Uh, the reason I enjoy Letters from Whitechapel is because when we play it, Gabby puts on Sherlock Holmes music and he gets excited and he he likes being <laughs> the cops and he likes organizing people to chase down Jack and he likes trying to track down and it it is just it is truly one of those games with the right group. Letters from Whitechapel is a lot of fun. Mechanically, I don't like it. I would rather play Cryptid. I think if I had to put out just a blanket thing of you should buy this game, I would say Cryptid. Cryptid is more mathematical. It, and, which you know that's what I. I, I like the whole triangle. You're basically triangulating a position on yes. a map, which is what I did for years in Search and Rescue. I love it. You can definitely find it more easily in uh, Cryptid to me. Yes, I love it. I love Cryptid. I love Cryptid as well buy it.
1: OG. Osprey Games, whatever you put out, we're in.
0: Um, Until I've, you miss I this have, over. I have been in, I've been in. The only thing I don't like about it is that they deviated from their box. Crypt OG games always have the box that opens like you know? a book, kind of, with this weird little flap thing. They didn't do this in this game. I don't know why. what they do? They didn't. It's just a regular box. Oh, it's a regular box. I, did not realize I that. realized that right off the bat. I don't know why they did on this one. You broke the deal. What's they going sure on?
1: Did. I do like the box effect. But they it, didn't do that.
0: But it is nice artwork. It's a good box. They though. do they do they do nice artwork and they do quality stuff. Thank you, OG, for putting out another good game. In amongst and a game that in in my book has not gotten the I've not seen a lot of people playing it on Facebook. I've not. Nah,
1: seen, it was out there for a little bit.
0: Uh, but it needs to be. Tell your friend. It's good it's good fun. Crypted. It's good fun.
1: Uh our final game of discussion. What's that? I don't want to talk about Zulkin. A Game of Thrones.
0: Oh. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. no we're but talk- not the big game. We're talking about a Game of Thrones hand of the King. Hand of the King. Now I have this a thing little card game. I have this thing of buying Very pure card game. Cheap little games. Because I'm always looking I like the idea of somebody taking a theme, a one mechanic, and a simple setup and making a decent game. The Hand of the King is 35 cards, which are 35, 36 cards that are spread out in a 6x6 grid. 6x6 is 36. There you go. Thank you, sir. (laughs) All you're doing in that is taking, if you're familiar with the Game of Thrones show, Varys, the guy who's the the counselor a small council guy you're using his card to either go up down various. left or right and picking up various houses various cards that are various houses members of these houses and adding them to your hand it's a set collection game it, and it plays very similar to just you just moving cards around and the reason I bring it up one I'll be right out I didn't like the game that much like if I never play it again I'll be fine it's a f- very much a filler game, very light on the theme of Game of Thrones. It just had the people's pictures on it. Yeah, It's all right. It's not great. You're trying to gain set collection of so many houses, and so you have that house support, and whoever has the most support wins. I will say this. A game that came out here a few weeks ago, and one of the reasons why I want to talk about this is... That Sunset Over the Waters, remember that? Mm -hmm. It had a very similar mechanism of just moving around a grid of cards. That game got a lot of attention for some reason. I don't understand why it it was not mechanically that sound to me. Mm, They're the same. They're the same. Now that you mention it. And I think that that's interesting that one game can be mechanically the same game, (laughs) with different theme, a little bit different art, tack on a little few other things, and people are going, oh, yeah, you you see it on Instagram, you see it on Facebook, people playing it. But another game that's essentially the same that has been out for a while... I uh, haven't seen anybody play Hand of the King. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Uh, I found it on Amazon.
1: Well, that's shocking, because I literally have not heard of Hand of the King.
0: Well, uh, well, there's like 50 different Game of Thrones games out there that are just tacked on. I mean, if you get to looking for it. And I came across it because I I was trying to find... I was looking for the upcoming expansion for the Game of Thrones, the board game second edition that has been rumored to be out, and I was seeing if it was on Amazon, and I came across this little cheap card game that just, I thought, well, I'll give it a try. It's no, no, no on my book. The theme is barely there. They're taking advantage of the Game of Thrones uh, IP, and it's just not that fun. But it is funner than Sunset Over the Water. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and you won it. You thought it yeah. was nice. It was decent. Yeah. But I have no, I have no, uh, no want to play it again. No. Uh, so uh, just FYI, upcoming episodes, upcoming episodes. We got Enrique's top games coming up. Uh, we have, well, we're having another episode of our Star Wars RPG that we need to put out. Yeah. And we also, I don't know what order we're going to put them out in. That might be next. Um, we played Sulkin. Zulkin. We want to talk about that. And we want to go over some of the older games that we've played here that we haven't talked about in a while. And plus, we're gearing up for. Simone Luciani. He's the guy. Plus, we're gearing up for Combra.
1: Yes, I ordered Combra. We're going to play. Coimbra.
0: Coimbra. I'm sorry. I don't know how. I really don't know how it's pronounced. Who knows? One of the two. It doesn't matter. What matters is. It'll be here this week. Is that we're going to play play it. And we're going to like it. We're going
1: to put this one out first, then Enrique's top five games of all time. Prepare to have your mind blown. Bone,
0: mind blown. Because me and Jerry, we
1: thought we knew Enrique. We don't know who is he. The game we, the game he picked for his number one,
0: was... I would have never no. have guessed. No. It is a hard game, not a hard game, but it is a, it is a heavier game it's a that game. that I have never have thought that he would no. have ever have put, but he did. Because uh, he's because he won it. He won it or got close to it and enjoyed it. I don't know. He won it once. Anyways, follow us on Instagram, Board Game Guild, Board Game, all that stuff. We love you. Thank you for listening. Rate us. Review us. Remember that we're not reviewers. We're just discussioners. We discuss. And you discussed us. Have a nice day. Bye.